Welcome to the Kidney Week 2020 Reimagined Podcasts, where ASN President Anupam Agarwal will be hosting discussions about various topics in nephrology. ASN thanks Akibia Therapeutics for support of this podcast. Hello, everyone. Um, I'm Anupam Agarwal, President of the American Society of Nephrology, and delighted to have um, Two guests for this podcast number three uh, during ASN Kidney Week. I have Dr. Masaomi Nangaku as well as Dr. Cynthia Delgado. Um, I would like them to introduce themselves. Dr. Nangaku? Hello, uh, this is uh, Masaomi Nangaku from the University of Tokyo. I'm a vice dean of the University of Tokyo and the current president of the Asian Pacific Society of Nephrology. I'm very happy to join this uh, podcast. Hello, everyone. My name is Cynthia Delgado. I'm an associate professor with the San Francisco VA Medical Center and UCSF. I am currently the chair of the Diversity Inclusion Committee for ASN and the co-chair of the NKF ASN Task Force on Reassessing Race and the Assessment of Kidney Function. Thank you both uh, for joining us. Um, It's been a busy last couple of days, so we appreciate you taking the time to do this. Um, So let me begin by asking you, Dr. Delgado, uh, can you tell us what do you believe is the biggest social issue facing nephrology today? Well, that's a very good question. And I think, you know, over the last few months, this is our efforts have really been highlighted with all of the social unrest that the United States has experienced over these last, you know, eight months. Uh, you know, I, I have had these conversations with our committee, you know, some of the bigger things bigger issues is really aligning ourselves with the issues that our patients' populations serve. We do have a disproportionate number of individuals who are underrepresented, who are at highest risk for, you know, end-stage kidney disease and chronic kidney disease issues. And, you know, their social determinants of health are really key to, you know, being able to address them, their health care with living with uh, kidney disease in a more cohesive, healthy, live experience. Uh, more so over, I think that, you know, the, the society itself has been moving mountains in the last few months with identifying ways in which we could address diversity within our own um, membership and our leadership, which I think is also one of the key, key pillars of addressing some of the issues that we have been facing in the last few years. It's great. Uh, thank you, um, and really appreciate your leadership of not only the Diversity and Inclusion Committee, but also your leadership in co-chairing the EGFR task force. Uh, that's a joint task force between NKF and ASN. So thank you. Uh, Dr. Nangaku, can you tell us from your perspective uh, in Asia or in Japan, what is the biggest social issue you think is facing our uh, specialty today? Uh, thank you, Anupam. Uh, that's a very important question. Uh, the uh, social issues uh, differ uh, so uh, much among the countries in the Asian Pacific region uh, because we have many uh, high-income advanced countries and we also have many uh, middle and low-income countries. Uh, the situations are so diverse. Uh, talking about Japan, uh, I think one of the important issues is that our society is getting pressed and the government is not willing to provide enough budgets to uh, researches, especially uh, basic researches. Uh, I think basic researches are very important. 
for the future of nephrology and other expertise, uh, I think that's an important issue which we are facing right now. So along those lines, Dr. Nangaku, do you believe that because of the difference maybe in income level and so on, um, is that a big issue in terms of a social determinant of health in Japan? It was not a big problem before, but I think uh, the COVID-19 situation expanded the uh, difference of the situations among people who are rich and who are poor, even in Japan. I think the uh, situation is getting more serious. And uh, Dr. Delgado, can you highlight some of the key social determinants of health that you know we face in the U.S. at least, um, and and how they, you know, they're clearly different from what the Asia Pacific region or Japan in particular have. Could you highlight a few of those uh, that you think are important? Sure. I, um, you know, in listening, I was just thinking to myself, um, there actually may be more commonalities than we think um, with other issues related in other countries with social determinants of health. But the, some of the key things in, uh, within our own sphere in the United States and social determinants of health do include, uh, you know, issues related to uh, health insurance access, the um, income, unemployment, you know, food security and housing stability. You know, just yesterday there was a, a session that uh, you know, highlighted some of the issues related to housing stability, specifically within the setting of COVID-19 and how there there's a, more than five or six states who had a greater than 40 percent increased reporting of individuals who had housing security issues. You know, um, and I think that those things have really been highlighted in the setting of COVID-19. But I do agree that disparities by, based on income and potentially some of the you know, ongoing issues related to institutional differences by race uh, might also be playing a key role in that, um, particularly with achieving a, an income level that would allow an individual to participate in their own health care with security in their home and, and, in the, and their ability to provide for their own families and themselves. No, absolutely. I think, um, you know, living in the southeastern United States myself, in Alabama, I witness it firsthand, uh, Cynthia, where we see disproportionate amount of minority uh, patients, you know, who flood the emergency rooms and are really sick. And when we look at the mortality from COVID and complications from COVID, it's so much higher in our minority populations in the Southeast. And you've seen papers in the New England Journal of Medicine and elsewhere on highlighting that in, you know, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and so on, that uh, clearly the, whether it's due to access of care or existing comorbidities or, you know, other issues, uh, the complications from COVID is so much higher. More importantly, mortality is so much higher in African Americans and, and, and other, uh, you know, populations for sure. So, um, and I'm sure you probably witnessed that in San Francisco. Well, when you think about the patient population, you know, I mean, it's very easy for all of us to say shelter in place and take all the precautionary measures, which are definitely very important. But the individual in question, if they have multiple part-time jobs where they're, where they're, you know, in 
community and working environments where they're constantly exposed to other individuals and they have to work to be able to keep the roofs over their heads, it does become quite a challenge to be able to provide care and to be able to access care for yourself or anybody else if you're busy trying to make sure that you're struggling, really, if you're really struggling socially with some of the basic things that, you know, most Americans already have in place. You know, and it's really uh, struck me, particularly here in San Francisco, with the number of individuals who have lost their housing or have, you know, had to turn towards using more public services and or or even in places like I think I read earlier today in Michigan, where um, families and groups of communities are banding together to hand out boxes of food, you know, and there's lines, you know, for hours for people waiting to get, you know, what might be just a few hundred boxes of food and not enough resources for everyone. And so that, you know, that's where the interplay between these social determinants of health and, you know, and ongoing issues related to COVID-19 really do um, highlight the problems in the United States. No, no, most certainly, uh, Cynthia, you said it really well. Um, Dr. Nangaku, can you tell me, uh, expand a little bit more on uh, um, how 2020, particularly with the COVID-19 pandemic, how has it exposed all these social issues uh, in nephrology as far as how you see it in Japan or other parts of Asia in your role as you know, president of the Asia-Pacific Congress of Nephrology? Uh, thank you, Anupam. I think the big issues are uh, disruptions of regular health care, which required us to make huge efforts against COVID-19 in addition to our regulatory health care. Uh, in Japan, the ethnicity is very homogenous. Uh, most of the Japanese are Asians, but uh, the uh, medical care can differ uh, depending on where uh, they live. In big cities, we have many big hospitals and good health care, while if one lives in the um, uh, up a uh, rural area, uh, the healthcare is may not be so good. But for some reason, uh, the COVID-19 is uh, controlled in a good manner, which is a huge mystery for us, uh, because we all know that our government did everything wrong. So we do not know if uh, this is uh, something genetic or habitual or something else. Uh, we do not know shake hands, uh, we do not uh, hug, or uh, we uh, put off our shoes when we go into houses. But we really do not know why uh, the situation is not so bad, uh, because we think our government did everything wrong. Interesting. That's a really interesting thought. Somebody would have you know, predicted that Japan would have a really bad outcome, but look at the number of cases compared to at least the United States and parts of Europe and India and is, um, uh, you know, exceedingly um, worse than, than in Japan. So that's an interesting uh, thought. And has the weather change affected the number of cases at all in Japan, Masaomi, for example, now with the colder climate versus uh, um, summer? How has that been working for the case load in, in Japan now? In, I think in Tokyo, we have every uh, 200 new cases every day. And uh, I think in total so far, 
we had, uh, I believe, uh, 100,000 patients all in Japan. Yes, that's really um, uh, impressive how you have controlled it. And I was seeing data from yesterday. Yesterday alone, we had more than 81,000 cases in the U.S. That's almost close to the total number of cases in China for the whole pandemic. And that's just really unfortunate uh, what we are seeing in the U.S. Uh, and its prediction are it's only going to get worse now with colder weather. Um, and how is it affecting um, uh, the California area, Cynthia? Well, I think, you know, um, initially the, the biggest hotspot in California was actually in Los Angeles and in the areas of Southern California, um, you know, and with some pockets here and there in the Bay Area. But I do think that um, probably the colder climate may not be as severe in California when compared to the Northeast. However, you know, the, the risk of, you know, co-managing uh, COVID in the setting of the flu season is a real serious uh, concern. And, um, and particularly uh, keeping that in mind with, you know, continuing to provide care for other healthcare conditions is a very serious thing. Um, and it does, I do think it does portend for, regardless of whether you live in a climate that's warmer or colder, you know, from the Northeast compared to the Southwest, I do think that those issues are very serious and things that we should be bracing ourselves for. Well, let's get to uh, another question. So what role do you think um, the nephrology community, both nationally as well as internationally, can play to address these social issues, issues of racism or social determinants of health? Uh, what what are your thoughts uh, for how we can address these issues? Um, uh, Cynthia, maybe you can go first. So I'm actually quite proud that, you know, recently we have started taking a, a stand on a national level along with our other uh, society colleagues with standing up against uh, markers of institutional racism and highlighting how important it is to have a diverse workforce and how the diversity in a workforce really does enhance uh, our continued uh, care of patients and our mutual appreciation for science. And so I do think that, you know, working uh, across the aisle, if you will, with our other specialty care uh, colleagues, as well as with our governmental agencies to sort of highlight this and really work towards not only uh, addressing these issues on a larger scale, but even at the, at the patient level is really important. And some of the things that have been highlighted particularly at the patient level, you know, is thinking about, you know, not just, you know, I, I think sometimes often we think about, you know, management of hypertension, value status, you know, anemia management, and when the patient is right in front of us, but maybe taking a step back and asking questions such as, you know, are you, are you working? Do you have any issues with work? Are, are there, is there anything else that you need help with? Are there things that you think may be preventing you from, uh, following through or being able to take care of yourself with regards to your kidney disease, maybe things that we should start integrating into our general practice. Um, and then on the global scale, on the larger scale, I do think that um, there are things that we can learn from other countries uh, and other, uh, there are other places that have, you know, really thought about this a little bit more and have integrated things such as India. And I, I do think that the, the national and international uh, collaboration that we have 
when we come together um, through ASN can actually be utilized to sort of target these sorts of issues, not just within the United States, but internationally. Uh, Masaomi, how, how do you think um, uh, we can address it, you know, more on the international front, uh, issues of uh, racism and social determinants of health? Uh, thank you, Anpam. Uh, we are in the extraordinary times which we have never faced because of the COVID-19. And it is really important to keep uh, this uh, international communication. Uh, as uh, Dr. Delgado pointed out, uh, we have a lot to learn from other countries, uh, both about racism and both about uh, the uh, COVID-19. When uh, this disease broke out, uh, at first, uh, I contacted my Chinese friends for lessons, and then I contacted my friends in Italy and in New York to get uh, the uh, important lessons to get prepared for COVID-19. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we have lost a lot of chances of international communications, and this kidney week is really important to keep the international communications uh, we have to keep in touch. But do you all have any other uh, closing comments that you would like to make, uh, Cynthia or uh, Masaomi? Well, I do want to say I, I have, you know, I I have been getting up at six in the morning, my time to listen to all of the live sessions and, and, and you know, ask questions. And I've been reading through some of the questions and commentaries. And I do want to say that I think this, this issue of social inequity uh, has really, uh, as far as I can see, has really influenced the way even our viewers for, for our virtual kidney week has, uh, has changed things. Uh, every single session I've attended has had a question about what is, what, what are you actually measuring with, say, race? Like, what do you think uh, race represents in your analysis? Or, you know, I've even had people, I've seen people, you know, talking about advocating for you know, including our, our more, more um, addressing more health equity and looking at other social determinants of health in particular as it disproportionately leads to development of kidney diseases. And I do think that our community and our effort as a group to band together and to really push ourselves and others towards having an environment with uh, a greater appreciation for uh, having more equity within our patient care, I think, I think it's really something to be proud of and something to look forward to in 2020 and 2021 coming. Hey, thank you. Masaomi? Yes, uh, talking about the kidney week, uh, I found the speakers and the chairs are really diverse, uh, both in uh, terms of gender, uh, career path, and uh, regions. So uh, you paid a lot of attention and you made uh, this first uh, virtual uh, kidney week very successful. Uh, you did a great job, and this will be uh, the role model for the future meetings. But I also think in-person interactions are very important. So if uh, COVID-19 is get controlled, I really want to come back to US and see you face to face. We really want to see you too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we would love for that to happen, and uh, we are hoping we'll have a vaccine uh, soon, and uh, we should meet in San Diego next year, November 2021. 
So that'll be, that'll be, we are all hoping for that. ASN thanks Akibia Therapeutics for support of this podcast. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice in any way. Thank you for listening to the Kidney Week 2020 Reimagined Podcasts.